in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is from Matthew chapter 23, in which our Lord Jesus Christ rebuked Israel for their hypocrisy, especially he rebuked the religious leaders of Israel. And usually we read this chapter when we celebrate one of the prophets. Today, as you heard the Synexerium, we celebrate the uh, departure of Elisha, the disciple of Elijah. And why the church chose this chapter in particular? Because at the end of this chapter, the Lord also was rebuking them for murdering the prophets and killing the prophets. And one word was repeated several times in this chapter is hypocrisy. And the Lord rebuked uh, the religious leaders of Israel for their hypocrisy. And he gives them eight manifestations of their hypocrisy. So let us go through these eight manifestations quickly because these eight manifestations also may appear in our life. One of the common sins among the Christian in general is the sin of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means you appear different than who you really are, as if there are two personalities. One personality you present in front of the people, but there is a different personality that's hidden. That's why the Lord likened the sin of hypocrisy like the yeast. Because if you have a small dough like this, then you put yeast in it, it appears bigger. So it gives you a false information, gives you false impression that this dough is big, although it's small. In the same way, hypocrisy makes you perceive me different than who I really am. I mislead you by hypocrisy. I made you believe that I am righteous, but I am not. So what are these eight manifestations of hypocrisy? The first one, the Lord told them, you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. What does it mean you shut up the kingdom of heaven? Shutting up the kingdom of heaven means you put a very, very high standard that nobody can achieve. And since we put a very, very high standard nobody can achieve, so everybody feels he will not enter into the heaven. Although the Lord encouraged us and promised us that we will inherit the kingdom of heaven, he told us, do not fear little flock, because it's your father's good pleasure to enter into the heaven. 
Maybe somebody will argue and say, but this high standard was put by the Lord himself when he said, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Be holy as your heavenly father is holy. Yes, indeed, this very high standard is placed by God. But in the same time, the Lord told us, without me, you cannot achieve anything. Yes, there is high standard, but it is not my own righteousness. It is when I trust God and ask God to hold me and to send me the grace of the Holy Spirit, then actually I uh, can achieve this standard. So what they did wrong, they were emphasizing the righteousness of the person himself, not the righteousness that came through the grace of God. As if I am burdening you with many, many commandments, in the same time, I am holding the grace of God from you. I am asking you to do all these commandments, but without the grace of God. So nobody actually can keep all these commandments without the grace of God. That's why in the Orthodox Church, yes, you are required to keep the commandment, but in the same time, you cannot keep them without the grace of God. But if I am preaching, you should do this and don't do that, and should do, do this and don't do that. While I am holding the grace of God from the picture, then actually I am preaching your own righteousness, not the righteousness that comes from God. The second manifestation of their hypocrisy, that when they used to visit the houses of the people, especially the houses of the widows, they actually make long prayers. Why make long prayers? To deceive others. So others, when I come and visit and make a very long prayer, you perceive me as righteous. Then when they ask for money from them, definitely they will give them the money because they are righteous people. That's what the Lord told them. You are devouring the widow's houses. And for a pretense, you make long prayers. So these long prayers, not because of a strong relationship with God, not because they enjoy to be with God, but these long prayers to actually deceive the people and make them believe that I am righteous and in the same time, whatever I ask from you, you will give it to me. In this way, they were devouring the houses of the widows. That's why the Lord told them, you receive greater condemnation. Sometimes, actually, we do the same. If there is a prayer meeting and I am praying, maybe I do a very, very long prayer. But in the same time, when I, I do my own personal prayers in my inner room, I cannot pray for one minute or two minutes, and then I get bored. So how come, how come in prayer meetings 
or in church, you can make a very long prayer that lasts seven, eight minutes. And when you go in your own room, you cannot pray for one minute. This is hypocrisy. So as, as the Lord told them, and for a pretense, you make long prayer. The third manifestation, they were active actually in evangelism. The Lord told them, you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. One proselyte means convert, to convert one into Judaism. So they were very active. And people were impressed. Wow, they, they travel land and sea. They go from country to country, from continent to continent, in order actually to preach and win one convert to Judaism. But actually, when they won him, they made him disciple to them, not disciple to God. So they were after popularity. They were after numbers. They are not making the people disciple of God, but disciple to themselves. That's why the Lord told them, and when you win this person, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. And many times we actually want people to follow me, to follow my ideas, regardless whether my ideas are wrong or right. That's why many people actually, now especially on the social media, they think what post I can do in order to get many likes on it, in order to get many shares on it. So the idea here is not to bring people to the truth, not to bring people to God, but I am obsessed how many people are following my page, how many people are liking my posts, how many people are sharing my posts. So I am looking for the popularity. So even if something against the truth, but will bring more likes, I will share it, I will defend it. Just because I am seeking not the truth of God, but I'm seeking my own glory, my own glory. The fourth manifestation is the distortion of the inter interpretation of the Bible, of the Word of God. So they distorted the interpretation in order actually to benefit from it. For example, they thought if you swear by the temple, it is nothing. You can break your word. You are not obliged to perform it. But if you swear by the gold of the temple, you are obliged to perform it. So what is the hidden message here? Gold is important. Gold is important. You cannot swear by the gold of the temple and then you don't perform it. And at the end, I will benefit from the gold as a religious leader. Another example, he told them, if you swear by the altar, it's nothing. But if you swear by the gifts, the sacrifices, the slaughtered animals that are on the altar, then you are obliged to perform. Because all these animals that are slaughtered in the altar, 
will be taken to the priests and the Levites to be eaten by them and their families. So they are sending a hidden message that this is more important than that. And why they are giving this hidden message? In order for themselves to benefit from the gold, from the sacrifices. So here the Lord rebuked them for misinterpreting the scripture and giving wrong information to the people for their own personal benefit and personal profit. And sometimes we distort the verses in the Bible for for own our benefit. Like within the family, parents usually say to the children, the Bible says, honor your parents, but they forget that the Bible says, don't provoke, provoke your children to wrath. Or children remind their parents, the Bible says, don't provoke your parents uh, to your children to wrath. But they forget that the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Between spouses, the, the, the husband remind his wife, the Bible says, submit to your husband. And he forgets that the Bible says, husband, love your lives, your wives. And the wife remind her husband that the Bible says, love your wife, but she forget, but the wife should respect her husband. So here, we use the verses for my own personal gain. I misinterpret the verses in order to benefit from it. I don't actually declare the whole truth. That's what the people were doing. This hypocrisy. Because how can I hide part of the verse and use the other part for my own personal gain? Actually, I have to see the whole picture and preach the whole picture. Another form, the the fifth uh, uh, manifestation of hypocrisy, they are very, very particular about the minor details, but they forget the bigger picture. What is the example? The Lord told them, you pay tithe of mint, anise, and camel. So if they get some mint, they say, no, we need to send the tithe of them to the temple. If they get some anise, they say, we need to pay the tenth of them to the temple. That's wonderful. But they forget the bigger picture. You neglected the whiter matter of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. And by the way, the Lord did not say paying the tithe of the anise, of the camel, or, or, or the mint is wrong. That's why he said, this you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So you need to do both. But if you are very, very uh, meticulous on these little things, but you forget the, the bigger picture, that's hypocrisy. We are fasting right now. The fast of the apostles. Maybe you go through the ingredients to make sure that nothing, unfasting, non-fasting in the ingredients. And this is okay. Nothing wrong with this. But your brother 
You don't talk to him. You are avoiding him. You are in conflict with your spouse. You are in a fight with your friend or your boss in, in the work. You avoid your, your cousin and you don't talk to him. So how come I am very, very uh, meticulous about the ingredient of what I should eat, but I forget the bigger picture to reconcile with one another and to have love in our heart toward one another. Yes, you have all this without leaving the others undone. You need to keep this and that. But if you are very, very particular about these little things and you forget the bigger picture, that's wrong. If you are focusing on the ingredients, but your heart is hardened towards the poor and the needy, that's not right. That's hypocrisy. Another manifestation of hypocrisy. He told them, blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Means what? Means minor things. I am very precise about these minor things. But major things I neglect and I will let it go. Uh, for example, in order to take communion, you need to uh, fast and abstain from eating and drinking from midnight. So somebody comes and asks uh, Sayyidna, I drank water at 12.05. Can I take communion? That's good. And you know, he is actually precise with himself. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. But in the same time, maybe he doesn't pray and he doesn't read the Bible. And his conscience does not rebuke him for this. So how your conscience is not rebuking you for not praying and not reading the Bible? Why your conscience is rebuking you for drinking water at 12 or 5 and you are questioning whether you should take communion or not. Again, you have to keep this without leaving this undone. Keep both. But if you are very, very, again, focusing on these little things, but your heart is hardened toward major things, that's hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. Another example, the Lord told them, you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Uh, that's why he told them, you are like whitewashed tombs. When you visit cemetery from outside, roses, it's beautiful, whitewashed tombs. But from within, from outside, appear beautiful. But from within, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. From outside, we appear righteous. But from inside, sexual immorality, envy, hatred, uh, judging others. And all these are hidden 
So the Lord said, no. Start by cleansing the inward, not the outward. One time, the scribes and Pharisees saw the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ start eating without washing their hands. And for them, washing their hands is not just hygiene. It is part of the physical purification. So they got disturbed and went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told him, why your disciples don't follow the tradition? Why they did not wash their hands before they eat? So the Lord told them, what goes inside the man will not defile him, defile him spiritually. But what comes from within, it defiles the person. If I eat without washing my hands, this will not defile me spiritually. But if what comes from my heart, cursing, swearing, judging, hatred, gossiping, murder, sexual immorality, that's what comes from the heart. This will defile me. So they appear from outside righteous appear from outside righteous. When you see the scribe and Pharisees in their robes, in, in, in their appearance, say, wow, these people are godly people. But from inside, there is love of money, love of the pleasures of the world, uh, pride, uh, selfishness. So the Lord told them, focus on what's inside. Focus on what's inside first. Then the outside will be clean. Unfortunately, nowadays, some youth or some people actually may um, come and serve as Sunday school servants or deacons or the very active in the church. So the people perceive them as righteous. But on Friday night or whatever, they go and smoke hookah and go to dances and drink and get drunk. And, you know. So there is discrepancy here between what you appear in the church, or never mind, maybe in their inner room, they go and watch pornography. So how you come in the church, and here actually you pray, and praise God, and say holy, 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 and then you go and watch pornography. So clean, cleanse the first inside, in order not to be hypocrite. And, the last manifestation, he told them that you condemn your father's deeds. Your father actually say, my, our fathers killed the prophets, and this was wrong. But you yourselves actually, uh, you do the same things. And the scribe and Pharisees did not kill the prophets, but they killed the Lord of the prophets. They killed our Lord Jesus Christ, God who became man. Many times we condemn others while we do the same things or maybe worse. That's why the Lord said, before you're removing the speck from your brother's eye, remove the beam from your, eye, your own eye. Before you say, my brother did so and so, how come he's doing this? 
Remove the beam from your own eye. Look first at what you do wrong before actually judging other about what they were doing wrong. One time they brought to the Lord Jesus Christ a woman caught in sin. So definitely she was wrong. She was caught in sin. And according to the law of Moses, everyone was holding a stone and they want to stone her. And they came to the Lord Jesus Christ to test him what he is going to do. If he told them don't stone her, then he is breaking the law of Moses. And if they told him, if, if he told them don't stone her, then where is the compassion and the mercy and the forgiveness that you are preaching? So they want actually to test him, to put him in no one situation. So the Lord actually did not tell them, don't stone her. But he made them in confrontation with themselves. He told them, okay, whoever among you without sin, let him stone her with the first stone. You are carrying the stone to stone her. What about your, yourself? You are falling in, in, in many, many sins. Maybe you did not commit a lottery, but if you are hating somebody, if you are judging somebody, because God who said, don't, shall not commit adultery, he is the same God who said, for example, you shall not murder, you shall not lie, you shall not uh, swear. So according to St. James, if you did not commit adultery, but you lied, it's the same. Because witches of sin, any sin, is uh, death. When they heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, examining themselves, so everybody dropped the stone and they left. And nobody remained in the room except this woman by herself. So the Lord told her, where are those who accused you? They all gone. And he, the judge of the whole world, he told her, I will not condemn you either, but go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Because the Son of Man did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. There is time for judgment. As we say in the Divine Liturgy, he appointed a day for recompense in which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds. But this time is not time of condemnation. This time is a time of salvation. If you see somebody falling in sin, instead of holding a stone, try to stone him, pray for him. Pray for him. This time is not time of condemnation. It's time of salvation. Think how to help him, not how to stone him. But many times, we stone others not looking to our own sins. That's also hypocrisy. So the Lord actually rebuked the religious leader of Israel for their hypocrisy. And he gave them a different manifestation, which actually more or less they exist in our life in one form or another. 
Let us examine ourselves carefully, lest we fall into this sin of hypocrisy. Let us actually ask God to help us and to search our heart and to cleanse us from this big sin, the sin of hypocrisy. Let us dedicate this liturgy today, asking God to cleanse us from all condemnation, all hypocrisy, all uncleanness, to help us to clean first the inside of the cup, our heart first, so the inside will be like the outside. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.